welcome to the Press Start Podcast, Press Start Australia's weekly video game discussion podcast. I'm your host, Ewan, joined today by my fellow gamers and co-hosts, James. Hello. Brody. Hello. And Shannon. Hello. On the show today, we're going to be talking about everything shown at this week's PlayStation Showcase, including Spider-Man 2, Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater, Alan Wake, PlayStation's Project Q, Assassin's Creed, Mirage, and more. But first... It is the topic of our show today. There's enough in it, I think, that we can discuss it for the the full runtime. But I want to start with your overall impressions of the showcase. We had lots of expectations going into it. We did our predictions last week. Shannon, you, however, weren't able to be on last week's episode, so I'll come to you first. What was your expectations going into this showcase, and did it meet those expectations ultimately? I think my expectations were that, like, I feel like from the last two PlayStation showcases, I feel like um, the first one in particular was more about the PS5 launch and those initial like year of Euro 18 months of games. And I feel like they've pretty much cleared that slate and released everything ending with God of War Ragnarok. So I, I feel like I was kind of expecting them to load up again and like the expectation that they had set of it being an hour long, um, probably built expectations up more than they should have just because we know of things like the last of us factions and like horizons multiplayer and like we know that there's a lot to be announced it's just a matter of when um so my expectations were high yeah um i don't think they were met but i don't know if that means it was a bad showcase where i was just like wanting more from it i think it was a different showcase for them yeah. Brody, what about you? We were up pretty early for this, 6 a.m. It's never fun getting up bright and early like that. Um, what did you make of the showcase? Yeah, I'm pretty much in the same boat. Like, um, I was hoping that they would sort of lay out their slate for the next two to three years even, like some far-off stuff that they could have shown us, like mm. Corey Barlog's thing even. Um, but it yeah. seems like based on today, like th- their strategy that sort of... Uh, built them up to what they are now is not maybe the way they're going to be going. Like I think they'll still do the single player stuff, but there's definitely a presence of like you know those live service games as a service type games. Like we saw Marathon, which looks like it'll be that way. That Fair Games game out of uh, Haven Studio. So mm. it might be sort of like a little bit of a changing of their strategy that we're sort of seeing, which I'm not necessarily all for. Um, I'm not really. It's a super it. odd one, isn't it? Because they have like very much made a name for themselves and had mm. a lot of success doing these big AAA single player kind of focused narrative. But games. I thought about it, and we don't want to get into it too much. But like, I we we can still know and expect that they're going to deliver that for the games but, yeah. that we yeah yeah. That we, I that guess it's like they've got enough of those, and everything else they're adding to their slate is kind of appealing like to a different s- market. Maybe they yeah, saw yeah, Marvel's yeah, Avengers fair. fail, and they thought we want a slice of that pie. Yeah, so it like, was yeah. a lot. It was a lot at once. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. My um, major but, dis- Sorry, Brady, go for it. No, I was just going to say, I, I, that said, on the third-party side of things, I thought there was a lot of cool stuff that I was really excited about. So, yeah. um, But obviously, none of that is necessarily uh, exclusive to the PlayStation ecosystem, so I don't know that it yeah. um, helped their cause as much. If anything, it made their first-party offering probably look even a, a bit more diluted than it was. Yeah. But um, yeah, I'd say pretty mid in terms of uh, in terms of conferences and showcases and stuff. It, uh 
It makes Xboxes in a couple of weeks now pretty interesting because they've got a little bit of a chance to strike now, maybe. Yeah. Mm. Well, I'm going to give you an opportunity to get into all the, <laughs> the individual the games. <laughs> well, they came they out do. quite quickly after the showcase Xbox and kind of listed off a whole bunch of the games that were announced that are coming to their platform too. So it was a good day for Xbox gamers as well because they still got a lot of games out of it. Um, yeah. I was going to say my biggest disappointment of the day was obviously not seeing any of Last of Us factions. This seemed like the ideal opportunity to present that game the fact mm. that it wasn't makes me think surely summer games fest the showcase whatever that that <laughs> showcase is called um but the kickoff for that like i'd imagine that would be the moment and at least there's a history there with naughty dog but i really thought we were going to see it this morning um what about yourself james your kind of overall impressions it's like a pass for me like a pass I, okay <laughs> like a c like a solid yeah. c um, they showed Keely put something. out a like a, a poll today, and I think I graded it <clears throat> a C. In his yeah, poll. right. No, yeah. I don't know. I I feel like this gen has been kind of shit in that third. Not not shit. Like there's been some really good third party stuff. Like third parties are really carrying the gen, but like yeah. those like heavy hitter games you can only get on PS5 or Series X just don't exist. Um, yeah. and we're in what, like year four, year three, I think three, like yeah. to me, that's wild when you think about yeah. it that way. Um, yeah. and obviously like things it's, you can't just transpose like what came out in year three versus like in Xbox one PS4 days versus what's what we've got here. Um, but yeah, like to, to me, like the PlayStation showcase was like always going to be the big one. Like it's the big mm. Sony one. Um, mm gives you, like, a reason to kind of go out and buy a PS5. And I don't really see much of that here. Like, I don't know, a lot of people probably already bought one. Um, but it was just, like, a long state of play, almost. Um, yeah. Yeah, I, I, like, once again, maybe that's the that's the problem with expectations and stuff. But for this to be called the PlayStation Showcase, it's an hour long. You do expect more from that, in my opinion. Because that's, yeah. like, what... so And that, like you guys have said already, that is... <clears throat> So the the space that Sony occupies, I think everybody will say, like, if you really like your single player stuff, um, go for a PlayStation. Um, and like, yeah, I just don't think they put that foot forward at all here. Even yeah. like for me, I, I think that if you had the Ghost of Tsushima and, and whatever else, like it would have, um, it would have just really made the other games they announced. I can't even remember the other first party one that then it would have made all those live service games and like hell divers like no one would have remembered them after this yeah. showcase like it felt deliberate to me um but it which, was which does diluted. kind of make me feel like uh, james you raised an interesting good an interesting point and in like how do we differentiate a state of a state of play yeah, I'm getting that right. It's not a direct, is it? I'm forever confusing this. Uh, differentiating a state of play from a showcase. And at the moment, it just kind of feels like a showcase is a longer state of play. Um, whereas I was kind of, in my mind, I had it more of those kind of banging 10 poles. The other sort of showcases party had been better, for but, sure. Like we yeah. had... But maybe like maybe this is the pivot that they're now making. Like maybe the showcase is kind of for diehard PlayStation fans and the Ghost of Tsushima, the God of War, the Last of Us. We see that when everyone's lumped in together or something Keeley does. Like maybe that's their kind of approach, but 
I feel like that's just you holding out hope for The Last of Us in a few weeks. It's got to be around else. the corner, surely. <laughs> I feel like it, it, that had to be here if it was going to be this like, summer. Like, not, there was no, there's nowhere else you would choose to have that. Than but they, they said we would hear more about it this year. Like, what other opportunity Unless other than, like, the Game Awards PSX in November? In December, if they bring it back. Unless there's, like, if you If you're going to do that, deals. though, you would announce that today, surely. That were yeah. done in advance. Too busy showing maybe, Gran Turismo maybe. trailers. Maybe. True. Oh, God. That was a real low point. Um, all right. Well, let's get into the games then specifically. Um, we did talk about the first party games, talked about kind of games making full use of the PlayStation 5 hardware. There's been few to do that, but I feel like Spider-Man 2 is going to be one of the first to fully leverage the hardware. Like, certainly got a feeling for that moving through the city with a quick traversal that was in the gameplay clip. Um, Shannon, I know you've been a big fan of the Spider-Man games that have already come out, be it the original or Morales. Um, how excited are you for Spider-Man 2 having seen this latest deeper dive in the gameplay? Um, really excited. Like I was worried about like where they would take it and where they could take it, given like we just had Miles Morales and that did a few things to build on the original but not a lot different but to me like this looks totally next level like it's still spider-man but like there's enough new abilities and things like the slingshot like it looks to be taking advantage of the ps5 it looks like there's a lot of new abilities a lot of the set pieces that we saw looked just totally different to anything that that were played in in miles morales or the original so i'm i'm super keen and yourself brody i know you're likewise you're also a spider-man fan yeah, yeah, I'm in a similar boat. Like, I, I don't, uh, I don't know if I like the idea of them like piling in a bunch of villains again, like they did with the first one. I'd rather them almost focus on one or two. But I think we saw at least you know two or three in the mix, and I feel like they're going to take a villain twist with uh, Peter with the symbiote suit and all that sort of stuff. So um, I hope they don't make the mistake of getting too busy again in like the uh, mm. you know third act or something like that. But uh, to what Shannon says, like all the new abilities and like the symbiote abilities, like I was a bit worried about how they might mix up combat and stuff like that, but it looks like they're doing plenty to, um, you know, at least try and separate itself from the last two games. So, uh, yeah, look, I'm pretty keen. The only thing I'm surprised about is that they didn't set a date, which makes me think it might not be September, which was sort of rumored. So yeah. it sort of pushes out to that later uh, part of the year than that they kind of gave us a release window in case you missed it which was fall of this year so that's yeah. our I, uh, spring so kind of before end of november we would hope that kind of i reckon they just want to see it. what else is hitting in that period and then choose a date accordingly yeah um, yeah, yeah. I, I love the look of all the new sort of changes, like the way that they've switched up traversal. I think the kind of character switching looks really neat. I mean, you should see how that kind of plays into things. Um, I've already seen people like kind of make jokes of likening it to GTA five, which hopefully kind of has some sort of similar impact, although it did look a bit slicker in its execution. Um, and just like the, the amount of new things and the flashy kind of um, uh, finisher animations that they packed into this uh, vertical kind of, slice that we got i suppose was just awesome and it has me excited to see what else they might have up their sleeve given how much they're prepared to show in this instance do we think you're going to be able to change characters at any given point or do we think it's going to be purely like story based i'd say it'd be story based yeah personally like like i said i think they'll probably make a twist with peter and like he'll wind up bad for like the second half or something yeah true so maybe in the first half you alternate and then yeah. yeah. What did you make, James, of the what they kind of 
revealed of the story, I think they kind of indicated an awful lot in this trailer and kind of suggested the directions it might go. Do you, is it setting up something exciting for you? Uh, no, not for me, but I'm sure... <laughs> it's going to be his answer to anything that he's asked <laughs> in this entire episode. No, that's not just... true. We're definitely getting to some topics I know James will be excited about. <laughs> Mm-hmm. No, I um yeah, I I like I can respect the like Brody I think Brody was saying like a villain twist and stuff. I like that idea. Yeah. Um just Spider-Man was not it for me. And like this just looks like Spider-Man In general. Looks like prototype. I love Spider-Man. Like Spider-Man's my, one of the only Marvel heroes I've liked <laughs> like that for <laughs> a long time. Um <clears throat> but um yeah, I don't know. I like I I can respect that people are looking forward to this, but like it's not for me. Doesn't not for you. Okay. No. Alrighty. Just well, I'm excited. I'm excited for it to come out. This trailer did a lot for me. Um I was yeah, I haven't like raved about Spider Man the other way other people have. Like I thought it was a very good like eight out of ten kind of everything we've seen in Spider Man before. But this looks like it's got the potential to be a little bit higher in my mind. So We'll see. We'll see how the next out. Um, next up, though, I wanted to pick your brains on Project Q, the much re- like much long rumored handheld device capable of streaming supported PS5 games at a 1080p 60fps on your console. On its uh, sorry, from your console to its eight-inch screen. Um, it's basically, if you didn't see the, the the video of it or any of the images of it, it's basically a DualSense controller kind of cut in half stuck onto the ends of a eight inch um lcd screen not an oled i think we figured out um shannon i might come to you first as our resident tech head uh we kind this kind of is what we expected it to be right i think so yeah it's it's honestly a really hard one to talk about because like we don't know the price we don't know if like from a remote play point of view it's going to be better than like playing on your phone or like be a better experience or how they're going to do that whole thing it is it is what was rumored and uh, yeah it, it is like it's wondering what sort of service um this does what what purpose this does serve sorry like it is questionable but i feel like without price and without knowing like the experience that it gives it's a hard one i've seen a lot of discussion online today about how like why can't they just release a handheld that's affordable has a battery life and like runs ps5 games <laughs> in the same capacity and it's just not logical like whether this device should exist or not like yeah like if they could just do that they would for sub five hundred dollars but like we've seen with these two thousand dollar windows pcs that that's still not achievable even with high-end pc components so condensing that tech down to that sort of scale like is an expensive thing to do and we saw that like i was curious to ask you last week actually about the asus ally um that kind of is the new entrant oh you've got one right there there you go uh that was not scripted at all well done um i was curious what you thought of that but that's obviously like a 1300 piece of kit um yeah and it's not yeah, it, like it wouldn't be playing games at the quality PS5 does. I wouldn't. And it's have like a forty-minute battery life. So I, don't, yeah. I don't know. It's a hard. It is. It does feel like this is a thing that should have existed ten years ago. But I don't know what else they would do at this point. Like they're not going to do a handheld again. Uh, well, it like, kind of did. Like you could stream to your Vita, right? It's you could, no... but that's what I'm saying. Like if this is, you literally turn it on. It's your PS5 that you don't have to do anything, and you can play it. It's 1080p, 60 FPS in your home, like that. Yeah. It's as a long as the experience device. is better than what we've known before, which yeah. like technology has improved in terms of like Wi-Fi tech and things like that since. Yeah. As long as they do that well, like 
it'll at least serve a purpose for some people, not everyone, yeah. as a companion to their PS5. Yeah, like assuming you're playing it in your house, kind of connected to the Wi-Fi, maybe your partner wants to use the TV and it's just a means of you to like, keep yeah. Ragnarok going. You were saying going. you want to get a second PS5 for your bedroom or your office. Like maybe this, if it works well as intended, like this would scratch that itch so, and you yeah. would need that. Yeah, 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 perhaps. I guess I was more with the illusion that I was going to get back into streaming, but that ain't going to happen. So yeah, you're perhaps right. Um, Brody, what do you think this would need to be priced at? For you to for it to make sense to you, uh, I don't know. Probably uh, locally under two hundred. Oh, okay. Like, yeah, like it, that would have to be the max for me. But look, yeah. I'm not going to buy this regardless. This is not for <laughs> me. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah I Nothing. think if it was under three hundred, I'd consider it. Um, but I'm also now curious. Like they announced the Android version of the Backbone earlier this week as well, and I was like, could that connect to my iPad mini because that's got a USB-C port. And I feel like if I could stream games to my iPad mini, which is kind of already a similarly sized screen, like well, that you can just use a dual sense. Ideal. I di- yeah, I could, but it's like, but it's how do not, I yeah, it's exactly, equip it's it onto a, a grip and stuff? Yeah. And, and maybe it'll work out that Project Q is the kind of ideal way to do it. Um, what do you make of all of this, James? Is Do you see any benefit to this at all? If not Xbox me, had some sort it. of similar thing, would you consider As it? As somebody who went through life with a Wii U, like, it's, <laughs> just, it's just triggering. It's, I've seen that comparison. I, 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 I just don't Wii understand. I, I loved it. <clears throat> That's yeah, just no, the difference between us. If, if it was like a, if it screens, was a controller like, that I, could work with a PS5 with like a second screen, like inventory sort of thing or whatever, that would be really like neat. a dual sense, like exactly <laughs> like a Wii U. If yeah. it worked as like a second dual sense, yeah, I mean that would mitigate the price because I'm sure like it's got all the same functionality, like a hundred bucks. Yeah, chuck a screen literally in the middle of one. Like I don't know. This is like, this is was how I was trying to do the math this morning. Like, I was like, yeah, if you like extrapolate from there. Like, I don't know. I'm sensing 300-ish. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah. a controller is, what, $100? You cut it in half. That's like $50 worth of labor. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> a screen yeah. you could get on like on uh, AliExpress for 100 bucks. whack that in the middle. Cool. And that's exactly how they're being manufactured, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Definitely, like, not for me. Um, I can respect there are, once again, there are some people who want to play games like so on your ps5 on a tiny screen but um yeah i tell you i hope i hope the back end of this podcast has you more excited but uh i yeah we'll see what about the, the earbuds like, the playstation I'm, earbuds could you be I'm about like those earbuds James? Like <laughs> everybody yeah i don't know it's like cool i guess james was yeah. using an xbox 360 chat headset on the podcast <laughs> until a week ago. no that's not true either i don't know what started doing video what are you using yeah. at the moment are we going to be bleeding pixel, the pixel buds that came with my phone are they in your ears yeah. i can't oh okay they're very low profile i couldn't see them I'm just having, <laughs> PlayStation just should have ripped that design straight all they I have, have essentially not, not totally different <laughs> to be honest yeah you don't need to talk about earbuds anymore if you don't want to, James. I, I, just love, the heck. <laughs> I, love, I love them trying different shit like this, but that's just me. But it's like, not I, even different. It's just pointless. Like it, <laughs> it, and it's, it's just so stupid to me. Like, what you have right in front of you right now is infinitely more interesting than whatever that is. Yeah. Oh, the... Uh, the, uh, the uh, oh, you, you mean the... Yeah. the, 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 the yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah. I wasn't sure well, if you were talking about his AirPods or whatever. You've all got guitars. His microphone. I agree, <laughs> but I'm telling you, like, this is what people want as a bit. You can't use this as a portable because it lasts 45 minutes. So you're never taking it out of the house with you anyway. So yeah. that's what I'm saying. If it's a $300 you know, device, not, I can I'm play not, in bed. I'm not saying you, I'm saying in general, like, this doesn't work. This plays games on the device, but you're not taking it on a plane because it lasts less than an hour. Like, so it's, yeah. it's like... It, I mean, you're not taking no Project solution. Q on a plane either, though, unfortunately. Well, no, that's what I'm saying. Like, either way, it doesn't really work. Like, there I just is think, no like, tech if there's no great solution, yeah. why are we doing these half steps? Yeah, yeah. Either go What's the, the full Monty or... Yeah, yeah. No, I totally get it. <laughs> no, you piqued my interest. Um, yeah, I, I, I honestly, it is a weird one. Like, it is, it is a weird one. Like, they were never going to do a full portable again. Like, it's just... Unless it can play PS5 games which is just not feasible at the moment. Um, it's weird. I yeah. Agree. It is. Yeah. I, they've kind of, I feel like they've already asked a lot of developers to support PSVR and like, you know, they've kind of two tracks of development there anyway. So if they're yeah. going to do a standalone dedicated handheld too I, and split development even further, it's going to struggle. If they can do the second screen thing and it does 1080p 60 and it's not $800, like it'll at least yeah. work as the device it's trying to be. Um, yeah. I was thinking, like, are we even going to get it here? Like, that's... I don't even know if that is, like, a guarantee that we will get it here. That's fair, internet. because, like, yeah. And would this tap into PlayStation Now? Do they kind of mention anything like that? But I is that know. an it element? Could, I guess. Yeah. yeah. So that'll be interesting to watch. Yeah. Anyhow, we better crack on, because we've got plenty more to discuss, including Metal Gear Solid Snake Eater also announced uh, the rem- a remake of the 2004 original, retelling the story with updated visuals and 3D audio. James, I'm going to come right back to you, first and foremost, on this one. Um, I at least suspected that if we were going to get a remake, which has long been talked about, it would go back to the original and kind of they would start from there. But why do you think they've opted to start with 3? Little plot twist, Yui. This is um, a prequel. This is the beginning of the whole timeline. Ah, chronologically. So, and Ape Escape is in yeah. it. So, really, that's everything you need to um, know. I've only played one and five, so I've got no idea what happens in the middle. Yeah, that's. Yeah, wow. Um, well, I don't know what happens in those games either. So, yeah, <laughs> I barely understand. Especially what's going five. On. <laughs> I feel like you'd be very lost if you've gone to five straight from one. Um, yeah. Yeah. So, I that's, fell off it, that's so. probably why. I also feel like Snake Eater is like. The least Dated. weird. No, not even that. Like I, I played them all last year with a friend. They're all actually quite good still. Um, but Snake Eater is very much like trying to emulate like Mission Impossible, James Bond kind of vibe. And I right. feel like that is just a lot more compatible with a lot more people. Whereas if you were to say jump straight in with MGS One or even Two, Two especially, yeah. Two is like very postmodern. It's super hard to get into. Um, story-wise, especially towards the end, but I, I, I love that. I think it's aged really well. Um, mm. But yeah, Snake Eater makes the most sense, for sure. Um, yeah. We were chatting so. this morning as well, uh, Kieran, Harry, and I, um, and they were sort of of the opinion as well that, like, without Kojima being attached to it, it might be easier to kind of do a more faithful redo of three, um, maybe given the kind of Kojima weirdness of, like, the earlier entries. Do you think there's any? Merit I don't know to if that? I agree with that. Like, I mean, I, I I agree that like you can tell from this trailer, especially like Kojima's like 
ability to kind of get you buzzed from a trailer is not mm. there at all. Like, I think the trailer was quite weak. Yeah, it wasn't 15 um, minutes, for starters. Not, not even that. Like, it's <laughs> still just... Sh- it was just shit. Like, animals fighting in a jungle and then, like, two seconds of Snake's face. Like, just doesn't tell you I, much. I thought, like, the camera movement of it all felt very Kojima. But it was, like, someone mm. trying to emulate Kojima rather than it being... Kojima. But yeah, I don't know. Like, like I also feel like it's the least Kojima-esque of, of his games. Like I know that, yeah. I don't think that's controversial to say. Um, so yeah, I don't know if I agree with Harry and Kieran there, but um, yeah, I think this is the perfect one to remake. Of all of them, it's the, it's the one that's most considered a masterpiece. Mm-hmm. It's got one of the best plots in a, in a game ever. Um, it's just, yeah, it's, it's really I enjoyed solid. the song coming in at the end of the trailer, which, seeing as you mentioned James Bond, actually, it feels very Bondish. That's the whole point. Like, yeah. It's, it's, yeah, you could just tell he was watching lots of James Bond when he made that game. Like, it's, <laughs> it's, it's so good. What about yourself, Brody? Yeah. Have you got any connection to Snake Eater? What do you make of them bringing it back? No, I've got no connection to the franchise at large. I, uh, I tried to start... Was, it Metal, was Metal Gear Solid 1 on the PlayStation Mini? Yes. Yeah, it would have been. Yeah, I think I tried to play that on that, and um, I don't know, I just found it hard to get into for whatever reason. Um, but look, I'll probably give this a go. If not this, I might try and play the original on that Master Collection that they announced as well alongside yep. this, which obviously releases the uh, first three games in a bundle. So, um, yeah, I'm keen to give it a go. Like, So would you recommend, James, to start with three? Like, if you had ac- like access to them all, or would you go through as they were released? It's hard, hey? Like, I don't... <laughs> because even if you start off with, say, like, three, there's still those two, like, shitty NES games or MSX games that no one has played before Metal Gear Solid happens. So, like, mm. if you're doing it to be, like, I guess, authentic to the, the timeline, I probably wouldn't. Um, there's so much that happens. No, do you know what? Start with this one. It's fine. I feel like that's, like... Why they're, that's why they're making <clears throat> this, right? Because, like, they want people to not feel overwhelmed and just start from the start essentially because even this. mgs1 is like that it, talk, it talks about the stuff from the games from the 80s quite a bit um mm. whereas with snake eater it is just fresh like there's not there's no baggage there's nothing it's all just let's go forward see how this person becomes who they become and that's kind of a wink wink nudge nudge like that whole anakin darth vader kind of situation like in episode one yeah um but even so like that transition isn't complete until mgs5 so like it, it's i yeah you can play three i think standalone safely for sure and it's probably the best way to start i kind of hope that they this gets a similar treatment to like what resident evil had. i mean i i don't know if it quite work out the same yeah Um, i think they're trying that with silent hill but i don't know if that's going to be happening with metal gear yeah yeah but for kind of like these uh, kind of much these like franchises with so much legacy in games like it's kind of daunting i think for younger gamers like myself not as young anymore but like to actually like get like, <laughs> to, to get like I, access I points into these franchises like it's been hugely successful for me with resident evil like i've now played what two three four seven through to eight like uh, all the remakes um and i had no connection to resident evil but those remakes kind of brought it about and now i'll play every resident evil game that comes out so yeah if they can do the same sort of thing with metal gear that'd be awesome and silent hill seeing as you mentioned it um silent hill it's a nice segue over to another kind of horror game not silent hill that we saw but remedies alan wake 2 um shannon i might come to you first 
this is probably one of the scariest trailers that they showed in the showcase had me gripped though what did you make of it yeah i loved it um alan wake is one of my favorite games i haven't played it since it originally came out i've been meaning to go back to the the remake or a master or whatever it is but yeah yeah loved the look of this i love that there's a second uh protagonist now everything about it seems great and exciting that it's so close brody are you excited too Yes, I am, yeah. Um, similarly, I uh, really liked Alan Wake 1 um, and obviously all the DLCs like the Rider and the Signal and all that sort of stuff, they were really cool. Um, so yeah, I am very keen for this. Similarly, I also like the uh, the twist in that we're going to be playing as someone else at least for the first part maybe, whether it's throughout the whole game remains to be seen. It might just be a prologue type thing and when they find Alan. Mm. But um, yeah, very keen to see where they take this story and awesome to see Sam Lake in the game. That was that was a nice little touch. The the graphics looked incredible as well, and I just yeah. love the atmosphere and like Remedy's design. That engine is good. Yeah, it's and, next like, gen only, isn't it? It would. Yeah, it yeah. looks it. Yeah, um, but just yeah, Remedy's like approach to kind of art design at the moment, like it's just so so cool. Like I love what they did with the control, and you can see like hallmarks of that carrying story, even like the kind of key art of the game that was released as well. Um, mm. James, I imagine one you're excited for as well. Yeah, there's um, there's a lot in that trailer too. Like I've watched it about ten times, but um, it's like, <laughs> is that indicative like, of how many times you'll play the game as well? Um, yeah, I don't know. It depends on how. Yeah, I wonder if they'll nail that, like the replayability and the speed running aspect of it. Yeah. Um, that being said, like I, the, there's a lot in this trailer that ties it to stuff like Quantum Break. Uh, obviously, control is the obvious one as well. Um, yeah. But it's interesting as well because the char- the other character, Saga, she was in a Quantum Break video um, as investigating all these like murders and shit. I don't have to go back Scratch and was control. doing. Wow. I know. Like, no, this was Quantum Break. Quantum, Quantum Break. Break. Not even yeah. That to yeah they've reimagined. They've oh, reimagined Saga. Quantum like Break. she looks very different. I don't know if that's just just cause or there's a reason for that um but like the fact that like if you once again if you go back and look at all this stuff it is quite interconnected with yeah. control and even quantum break um but i love that idea that like this 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 agent saga i think saga anderson is her name yeah. um that she was a thing back when quantum break was being made um and now she's playable in alan wake too mm. So, yeah, I think it is really exciting. I don't know. Like, there's some aspects I'm, like, a little bit about. Because, I mean, with Alan Wake 1, I feel like the combat was pretty samey. But then I I do feel like Remedy has really proven themselves with Control especially. So, like, I don't have a lot of concern there. Um, But, yeah, just seeing, like, all these Remedy games. And is Sam, like, appearing in this as Max Payne? (laughs) Like, he looks like Max Payne. Like, I don't know if that's... That would the be vibe. a twist. But, like, uh, I don't know if they try to co- co- like connect all their games, but like he, he uh, was an FBI in- though, was he? He was NYPD. I can't. No, I don't know. I can't remember. It's been. I haven't played Max Payne for a long time. Um, but yeah, like well, that- connecting Quantum Break Control and Alan Wake all together is really cool. Even stuff um, from Control about this town called Watery, which is kind of like the Shelbyville to, to not to <laughs> night falls. Like, do you know what I mean? Like it's the, city, it's the city over the lake that has a cult. Um, and then like that cult is in this trailer. Bright falls and night springs. Yeah, it is like, that's, that's like, that's what they're pulling from. Like there's so much, you can just tell that they've written this world 
um, and these this cult that was mentioned in the files of control is probably going to be the bad guys in Alan Wake too. Like that to me is really cool. Yeah, um, I feel like they're going to be the kind of connections that someone's going to have to explain to me. Like I can't imagine they're going to be like all yeah, that pronounced in the game. There's just like little nods and winks that, here and there. I think the beauty of that though is like I can play that and be like, oh, this is really fucking cool. But you yeah. can still play that and get all of that get that like this is just a cult yeah. and they're, they're scary and stuff and like I, that is still satisfying to you whereas sure. like say do you know what i mean like it works on both levels um, yeah i think yeah. they even said that just about alan wake 2 in general like they know a lot of people haven't played the original and like this is like it might have played control or maybe quantum break less so like i think they want to make this accessible but then obviously it's been decades in the making well uh, yeah and the remaster came out not long ago as well like two years ago something like that so i sp- I, I would hope that I can find the time to jump in and play that prior to Alan Wake 2 coming it's out. It's quite short um, from memory, isn't it? Like, you can smash oh, through it. I heard I some of the so. DLC was short, but I don't know about the core the game. The DLCs are maybe like an hour or so each. Yeah. yeah. The middle drags, but it's mm. pretty short. Okay. All but right. we think, like, combat-wise, it's going to be quite different to Alan Wake. Don't Like, from what we've seen and just remembering Alan Wake, it well, was... Well, there's no flashlights in Alan's Flashlight bits. and pistol. There's some, there's some stuff in Saga's stuff, but, like, all of the um, Alan stuff, it looks like it's very different, which I think is cool. Um, yeah. 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 No, excited. Excited for this one. You've got me wanting to go back and watch that trailer again as well. Let's see if I pick up any of those. Um, okay. The, oh gosh, there are still a couple of games I wanted to get to. Uh, the next one being Assassin's Creed Mirage, which promises to be a more focused, traditional Assassin's Creed experience, countering the sort of big open world uh, that we became accustomed to with Odyssey, Origins, Valhalla. Um, I thought this trailer kind of felt more stripped back as well and maybe not as kind of showy as we've seen previous Assassin's Creed trailers been, but certainly indicative of the kind of direction, I suppose, that they're taking the game more generally. Uh, Brody, what did you make of this kind of first showing of Mirage? Is it doing anything for you and your excitement for the game? Yeah, I think when um, it was originally announced, I think we were all pretty much of the the opinion that we were sort of keen for a, an Assassin's yeah. Creed that was more stripped back and less bloated like Valhalla obviously wound up being. As good yeah. as it was, like it was obviously, there was just too much to do. Like if James cannot conquer a game, you know it's too big. Or did you <laughs> conquer it in the end? No, I didn't. Well, there you go. I that tried to, but I opened they, it and I was like, no. They kept releasing content for it as well. It's just much unrelenting. Like, it was just too fucking much. Yeah, so in that sense, yeah, I'm definitely keen for it. Um, it definitely gave me, like, Assassin's Creed 1 vibes, just, like, from that yeah. trailer. Um, keen for this protagonist. Like, I, I, as I said, I didn't really play Valhalla, so I don't really know much about him, but... Um, definitely eager to see what that's all about. I like the, the renewed focus, I guess, on like the simpler combat, obviously, uh, stealth being a bigger part of it now. And I think they've yeah. added a bit of stuff to the parkour systems. Like I think they've got like pole vaulting. vaulting and pole vaulting and stuff, which looks really cool. So yeah, it's, uh, it's my bag. Yeah, no, this does a lot for me as well. I'm much look, much more interested in that kind of focused experience. Um, James, Basim, who is the kind of protagonist for this, he was in Valhalla, wasn't he? He was. Yeah. And he's, yeah, it's, um, he plays a really interesting role, especially in the, the, the late third of the game, I guess. Um, yeah. Which is, sh- like, I'm sure they're going to touch on it because this game takes place before. Yeah. Um, Valhalla, from what I understand. And that's like the least, that's when he's like the least interesting to me. So like, I don't know. And it is like I, during I the Crusades as well, why, like very much like the original Assassin's Creed. 
I've got the time yeah, period right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's 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 definitely closest. Um, I do think like this. It makes sense to kind of go back to the beginning and kind of it's almost like a soft reboot of like the game, both story wise and mechanically speaking. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Like I, I think there's potential here. I, I'm I'm weary to get excited because like I just don't think Ubisoft can help themselves. Um, when it comes <laughs> to just bloating an open world, and obviously like. Well, I think that's coming played. again, right? Like they've kind of already announced the Assassin's yeah. Creed games that follow well, on what, from this like one. Three I feel more like on top of that, like, yeah, like the yeah. open worlds are coming back. This is just a bit of a there's room for breaker, both. For like they're quite different. Yeah, like Valhalla to like Assassin's Creed two and three, for instance. For yeah. me, it, I wish it was maybe a little bit earlier. Like I, I felt like thought this was going to be like a middle of the year game. I worry sort of in that October period is when things start getting really crazy and you have to really pick and choose, especially me, what you play. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. Because always tough. And even like yeah. Alan Wake worries me for October. Like that game. Well, they're five yeah. days apart, aren't they? I think. Yeah. Like- Assassin's Creed is kind of the kind of, is a brand though that cuts through a little bit more. Oh, and like the, there's gamers out there that's oh, yeah, like absolutely. one of a handful like, that they only play. So, I- yeah. I'd be more worried for Alan Wake between the two of them, which is, I- yeah. I am curious though, like if you're an Assassin's Creed fan, but you don't kind of keep up with the news as closely as you might do if you're listening to this podcast like do you pick up assassin's creed mirage thinking it is more of that open world stuff or like are you briefed ahead of time that it is i guess the price is a bit indicative it's just like not as just smaller yeah yeah, the the sentiment has been pretty positive from what i've like i don't think there's anyone that says valhalla wasn't too big like it was just ridiculous yeah 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 no, you're very right. Um, all right, the final game I wanted to talk about before I kind of open the floor, I suppose. Um, going back, we started uh, talking about our impressions and our kind of concerns about the live service element. The show did start with uh, a first look at uh, Haven Studios' first game. Uh, this is the the game that's the studio, sorry, that's now led by Jade Raymond, uh, and their game is called Fair Games with a dollar sign instead of an S at the end, and it's a competitive heist live service game. Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I immediately kind of got reminded of Payday, like is it like if yeah, Payday was well. crossed with watchdogs baby i don't know that kind of vibe um shannon did the trailer do anything for you oh it's so hard to say like i i can't even remember now was it cg or was it was it in game or a bit yes. of both no it, it yeah like stylistically it, yeah. it looked it looked nice and like jade raymond i feel like she has earned um her place in leading a studio so i'll trust that whatever she puts out is going to be decent yeah, but it's so hard to make a call like Payday's fun and like heists in GTA are fun. So I feel like if it's capturing that vibe, it's, mm. it should be a good time. Again, it's just different from a PlayStation studio than what we have come to expect. Um, but yeah, I feel like PlayStation has decent quality control. So hopefully it's good. Yeah. It's funny how like this kind of format of game is like suddenly bubbled up as well. Like the kind of extraction idea or like, I mean, yeah. competitive heist game. Like I assume like you're going up against other squads and like trying to be the first to steal something from a building. I think they described it as being kind of like Robin Hood-esque, like you're kind of going after the mega wealthy, that kind of thing. I'm almost imagining like Hitman style scenarios in which you've got a target. Do we think this type of game is going to be free to play? Because I feel like that just changed. It it almost has to be, you would think, right? 
Mm. Yeah, I don't know. We would have it, said that about Destruction All-Stars. And here we are. Yeah. Like, it's just giving that I, to I me. feel like free-to-play is a huge risk at this point. Because, like... I also think, like, it's, like, in a year where Payday 2 has been... Not a leader, but obviously it's got quite a dedicated following who have been sure. playing it years on. And Payday 3 is hitting this year, too. Like, it doesn't really... It's getting crowded already for, like, yeah. a niche market. Yeah. I feel. Um, but, yeah. Look, yeah, I'm prepared to see how this one continues to show. But I can't say it's, like, one I'm hankering to play at this point. It might be the kind of game, like, once... If we got, like, a, a preview of it and the four of us got to play together, I'm like, okay, I get this. Like, I see the fun in playing this as a squad now, but... Yeah. yeah, and we're just moving into a different. We spoke fence. about it with Zelda, like TikTok and like these viral moments in games mm. are, are becoming such a huge moment. So, yeah. Have well, to if wait and if see. it can capture that, that might work really well in its favor. But yeah, I sort of yeah. feel like a live. If it's free to play, you're really reliant on it working and like capturing an audience and them kind of investing in it long term. Yeah, I, I, I worry maybe not about free to play. Like the that budget or something like, like this would be substantial. I'd worry that yeah. like maybe it needs to be more of an outriders kind of style thing where it is live service, but you pay the kind of full price up front. Or it's and... on deluxe, like whatever the high tier. Sure. Yeah, is. yeah, yeah. And that, yep. at least they're getting their money that way. Something like, or maybe they're just going to do different things for all of these games. I don't know. Yeah. Bro, do you got any thoughts on this one? No. No. Okay, cool. <laughs> uh, what, why don't I ask you then more generally, what have we not discussed? What else stood out to you in the showcase? Uh, foam stars. No, um, uh, the one honestly, we're all joking about this morning. Although we just spent like t- maybe two minutes shitting on extraction shooters, I actually like <laughs> have a lot of time for Marathon. Uh, that yeah. Bungie obviously announced um, mainly because it's just got so much fucking style. Like it looks so cool. Like the art style is awesome. The music was awesome. Um, I think if I'm going to guess what sort of game it's going to be, like I think it's probably going to play like Gambit, which is obviously a mode that's in Destiny. So if it hits on that and it has the same sort of style and like Bungie's like really tight uh, branded gunplay, then it could be one that I sink a bit of time into. So that one for sure. And uh, if I were to pick a little indie, because there was a lot of good indies, I think. Please um, do. Probably, I don't know how you say it. Is it Neva or Never? That uh, one that's coming out of uh, Devolver. Yeah. It looks very Studio Ghibli-ish. So uh, yeah couple of couple of good ones i think i'm also super excited to see ghost runner 2 announced that was the one mm. i got the most buzzed about um obviously the first ghost runner was i think i think i voted it for my game of the year when it came out i loved that game um its style its gameplay its soundtrack so to see them continue that series and so quickly after the first one kind of came out to it admittedly they're not long games um but yeah the addition this of year um, too. cyber bikes as well very very cool yeah this year as well very very cool um what about yourself shannon and then we've not mentioned that you wanted to call out um i think concord by firewalk technically it's a first party game like it's a playstation yep. studio now and whilst we didn't get to learn anything i think it's been missed a lot i don't think a lot of people realize that they were a first party studio now so obviously that's one to keep an eye on again yep um primarily multiplayer online games, so Uncharted Territory for that. But the vibe looked really cool. Um, The other one was Sword of the Sea, which just looked like Journey 2 to me, which I'm all for. That is that game company as well, isn't it? Yeah. As in, like, the developer that made Journey 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's not, not. though, is it? It's 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 it's, it's weird. It's the art director. Yeah, no, it's not weird. It's just right. a different company. Did did like, that game company announce a game though? Am I 
No. Am I imagining I think it's that? Just that? Like you, yeah. Like it looks like Journey, which is why you would assume that. Right. Okay. Yeah. Um, James, what about yourself? And then we've not mentioned. You want to shout out? Um, Ultros looks good. Ultros. Ah, Ultros. Yes. Um, good pick. Uh, I'm a big fan of anything Metroidy. Um, a psychedelic sort of Metrovania <laughs> looks sick. <laughs> yeah, I hope so. I hope. I hope it actually is. Um, sometimes they look like they are, but they're not. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then like Dragon's Dogma 2, I think looks really good, really, really solid. Like I'm surprised that, um, they've moved obviously to RE Engine. It came out years ago, um, on 360, uh, but it looks the same, like not in a bad way, like artistically, like from the art direction and stuff, like they've done a really good job of main, making, it looks like Dragon's Dogma, like you can tell if you've yeah. played the original. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I think that'll be, I think that'll fly in a lot of people's radars. I think it's going to be early next year though. I don't think it's going to be this year. Um, yeah. but yeah, like it's the DMC five team and they did a really good job with DMC. So yeah, it's exciting. The, Nodding. sorry, Shen. the only one I was going to say is hell divers as well, which mm. I don't think I played the original. And I think this one is quite different. Like it's, yeah. um, third person behind the shoulder. Um, again, not what we'd expect from a first party, but looks decent enough, I think. The only other one I'd say as well would probably be Synapse. Cat Quest. <laughs> no, I think Synapse looks really good. The cool VR like game, it. yeah. Yeah, it's probably yeah. going to be the first reason I have to unbox my PSVR 2 that I've got under my bed at the minute. So. <laughs> it's uh, very controlly, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, it gave me those vibes. It, it does look really cool. And even like, I mean, Resident Evil 4 VR mode, I guess we sort of already knew what to expect from that, but Arizona Sunshine too, like if the gameplay of that is like anywhere near as half impressive as the kind of glossy CG trailer they put out, like there's some really kind of cool looking um, Mm. VR games still coming out and it's good to see that platform still being supported and have polished looking games coming to it. To touch on that for a sec, I was surprised that there wasn't at least like a banger or two, like VR game, like a Half-Life or just something. I feel like because yeah. they, they called that out and I just feel like that was like a footnote. Um, like cool stuff, but nothing you would run out and, and buy one or unbox it as Brody yeah. hasn't done yet. Yeah, Half-Life Alex coming, I I thought was a shoe in actually, but alas. Mm. Uh, James, we didn't get to mention it either, but separate to the showcase, Mortal Kombat 1 being announced... Surely that's one you're buzzed about as well. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm a bit worried about some aspects of it, but overall, I think it looks pretty good. Um, what do you yeah, think about the cameo I, system? <clears throat> well, like, this is what I hate about. Just they <laughs> always do this as well. Is like they they do this CG reveal and then like a, they dump a press release with all this information, but then you have no gameplay. No so you don't know. For like, it. Yeah, yeah. So I have no way of like kind of telling how, what this looks like. Yeah, because um. So it in one could of the leagues, cool like Johnny like... Cage is a cameo fighter, and does that mean he's not in the game playable? Like to me, that is a sure. bit weird to think. Like we've got the, we're rebooting this game with this that has this really rich lore and rich history, and I would say argue solid eight main characters. You know, like the the original characters from the first game, and yeah. one of them might not be in it. Like that is very confusing to me. Jean Claude Van Damme is. And that's all that matters. <laughs> well, yes, because you know he was meant to be Johnny Cage. I know originally the muscles yeah, from Brussels. Like, such a cool that's a cool thing um i'm glad that ed ed boone finally got to speak to him <laughs> 25 <laughs> years on um about being in a video game but um i hope it's 60 year old john claude van damme too <laughs> yeah probably no nah, it'll be de-aged just like yeah. they did with shang Tsung last game um but yeah it is really exciting i think like 
even though they rebooted it three games ago, um, it was getting yeah. a bit convoluted again. So they are starting again from scratch. And I genuinely believe them this time. You can see there's just a lot different in that world. Um, and I do think that we'll see something like Street Fighter single player, um, like the open world kind of vibe. I would mm. not be surprised to see that in this because this world looks like it's been built to be explored from that from that trailer. Like I, I je- and Mortal Kombat is so rich. Um, Without knowing anything kind of- about the last few games that they've done, <clears throat> would the reboot be worked into like the story? Like, do they have like universes <clears throat> or a multiverse type thing where they will? Well, depending mm, depending on what day you ask. Ed Boone, he changes his opinion about it, but like, <laughs> what do you say? I feel like, like if you want to keep things simple, don't <laughs> introduce a multiverse. It's a bad yeah, idea. Yeah, I hope. I don't think they will. I think like at the end of like eleven, they killed this time god, and then someone else became a god, and this is the world they created. So like, I think we're then just sticking with that world, and that's it. So it's like the um, end of Lost. They made this. Pl- no. They made this <laughs> place for themselves. No, I don't think it's like that. <laughs> but um. Yeah, I, I think I think they'll use... I, don't, I really hope we don't go down the multiverse route. Like, I hate it. It's just, like, shit. It's lazy. Like, it's not smart. Like, do you know what I mean? It's just really... And overplayed like, at this point. People can die, but then, like, oh, another variant of that person is here. I'm like, it's like... It just takes all... Just It's just, like, so uninteresting. I really yeah. hope they don't do that. I know they've got multiple timelines and stuff, but, like, it's just different. Um, Yeah. I'm excited to see more. I wish they would show us more quicker, but obviously, I think it's only like a week away now, maybe two weeks. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, keen to see how that all plays out because Mortal Kombat hasn't been a tag fighter for a, a long time, um, so it seems to be and pretty dramatic. Good, yeah, for fighting game fans too, right? Like that is, it is for like the next twelve months, well, I suppose. Yeah, they've kind of like yeah Tekken. I don't know about Tekken now. Like Tekken looks like the same as all of them, just yeah. like better graphics. Um, but MK is definitely like reinventing itself. Street Fighter is very different to five. Um, yeah. Yeah. No, very cool. What's spoiled for choice? It's great. Old gen though. That is. Yeah. <laughs> Long live like, new gen. I, yeah. I think about Mortal Kombat, it's skipping Xbox One and PS4, but it's on Switch. Like that's weird to me. I guess it's the kind of three platforms in play at the moment though, and. it? But to yeah. switch hold everything back, or do they just absolutely down, yeah. downscale the fuck out of it? Yeah, it'll be on the project. It is, un- maybe, it, so it is, un- look it is Unreal that. Engine, <laughs> Unreal Engine Four. So like, yeah. we know that can, can do be anything. Down, but yeah. yeah, I'm still amazed at like the technical marvel that is Tears of the Kingdom. Like the fact that that works as well as it does on Switch is unreal to me. But anyhow, we've we've talked about that before. Uh, what we haven't talked about before is maybe digital only release I mean, we have talked about it before but not for a while it's today's rapid fire question alan wake is getting a digital only release um i think it's been a little while so i've checked since i've checked in with you all where do we sit now physical or digital brody without i can't really be rapid on this because i'm a mix of both <laughs> I, I buy pretty much a lot of physical stuff for my switch because i find it to be boutique yeah. and, and, and cool um <laughs> But um, everything else, I'm pretty much gone digital because I've got obviously don't have a disc drive on my PlayStation, and I've got the Steam Deck and stuff. So obviously everything yeah. that I play is uh, yeah downloaded. Have you opened your copy of Demon Throttle yet? I've not. No, neither have I. <laughs> the physical only game that came out for the Switch. That's right. Yeah. Uh, Shannon, what about you? Physical or digital? Uh, 
like even like games like Tears of the Kingdom, like for instance, are ones that I would be tempted to buy digital because I know I'm going to go back to it time and time again. But I feel like yeah. a physical games in Australia are cheaper and b like I feel like they have more value because they are a physical product that you can resell or whatever. If I become in financial ruin, like I can turn to my <laughs> physical collection <laughs> and sell them. Well, it's like like stuff still does dis- disappear. Like I'm my preference 100%. is now digital, and I, for the longest time I was a physical guy. Um, but yeah, digital is just like just the ease of switching between different games. It's it won me yeah. over. I only really buy physical now, like when it kind of works out to be a deal. Um, I was a bit concerned about that door, Shannon. It seemed to like creep open. Are you haunted, or is it the dog? Could be or? one of the doggos, surely. <laughs> uh, James, Incredible. physical or digital? Can't we just talk about... Oh, no, that's fine. Um, <laughs> you I... want to talk about Alan Wake being digital only? Yeah, I just think... Yeah, I, I I like choice, and I I obviously will always buy a physical console if that's available to me. A so physical I would go... console? Well, do you know what? No, I mean like... Not a like project. A I'm on that Sorry, virtual machine life. <laughs> no, I don't want to buy air. Fuck that game. Yeah. I think this... Yeah. Uh, yeah. To so James's I'm, I'm... point. <laughs> no, I think James is right. And I think people don't realize Australia is very different. Like, our yeah. stuff is so much cheaper at retail. Where if you look at the US, like, there are no sales unless it's like Black Friday or like very certain sale events. Like, Australia, like, day one, you're knocking $30 off yeah. retail. So, like, whilst they're saying it'll be cheaper digitally in the US, like, that would be true. But we all know that if it's $90 digital, like, it'd probably be like 79 yeah. Um, at JB Hi-Fi, which just isn't the case in US or other parts of the world. So, we're really yeah. and I also just don't think we've adopted I... digital yet in Australia like the US has. This is where I start like side-eyeing Alan Wake too, though. Like I get worried about bombastic all of these. <laughs> <laughs> like, I like there's just like were they in? I know we obviously know they were in a bit of trouble. Um, like money sure. wise, because Alan Wake remastered sold shit. Um, I don't. Uh, Control obviously got they got a lot of funding, and they've obviously been smart enough to do that for their future games too. Um, I just find it. This is like obviously the Epic one that has been published by Epic. I just find it weird that like that's the one that goes digital only out of all of them when it's yeah. an Epic exclusive. Was- I also think like they gave the excuse of like they don't want people to have to download the game um, with with like a patch or something because that's not ideal experience and I then i can't download it anyway because it's digital well, yeah why <laughs> why can't you fucking ship it like complete <laughs> like yeah. that's also like something else to me yeah the um, patch is just going to be included in the download i like the- i don't know wasn't alan yeah, like I, digital only like with the remaster wasn't that digital only nah, for a while it was physical okay i don't know then yeah very weird I think it was if that was Australia. if that yeah if that wasn't digital only then this shouldn't be digital only i don't think it I seems just, it seems more like a cash flow sort of thing because I guess like if you're printing copies of the game like that's yeah, cash up front that you're stumping yeah that you kind of hope to then make back by selling the physical editions of the game whereas they might be able to kind of sell enough digitally then go cool we got cash in the bank let's print physical yeah, I guess and there is rank, like an element like, of like risk aversion there for sure yeah. um, and then I did just think about it story wise. How often have we seen, now that I'm saying it out loud, like Resident Evil 4, everyone got that two weeks, not everyone, but you know, people got physical copies of that two weeks before. Oh, true. Like, I don't think Zelda. that would be a No, I know, but reason. like, but I but agree like, with you. It is good for that. Is, like, think about Zelda two weeks before. 
Yeah, um, I think I saw some reports yeah. today that Final Fantasy 16 has kind of appeared in places no, as well, that's right? Not true. So, it will okay. though. It will. Reading the whole of the Lord of the Rings golem is out there. Is <laughs> Shannon sprouting misinformation again? Yeah, yeah. I wasn't putting it to a public forum. So. <laughs> but yeah, like, I don't like this at all. Like, it upsets me to be honest. If I'm being honest, like, okay. Even if you just want to own the game physically, like as a physical better. copy, like you can't. Yeah, as a collector. Yeah. Yeah. I, I reckon like, in time it'll come. Like yeah, just maybe not at launch. I think people are really upset about it. Um, yeah. I wouldn't like. Do you think it'll cool, change? A cool like Alan Wake statue, <laughs> like, and I press a button and he says, "You what can't even get a disc, so it's not happening." Yeah. No, I know. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> maybe in time it will too. Like if it sells well, God knows Naughty Dog continue or a to limited run or something. I, it'll happen in some form eventually. I'm sure or it'll they'll be a have to flip. Run. Yeah, yeah. Which would be like yeah. five hundred dollars, sh- yeah. and that's just shipping. And you have sure. That was uh, yeah, that well, was the rapid well, fire whatever. question for the day. It was a good chat. We'll yeah. Now is oh. time for what the wiki, the press start podcast game show, where the previous week's Take winner is part of a Wikipedia page for an unknown game, and we, the contestants, oh. must guess the game. A point is awarded for each correct guess, and the round ends after someone has two correct guesses. Gets two points. Uh, Brody, you're currently in the lead on 14. I'm just behind on 13. Kieran on 12. Uh, and James on, also on 12, sorry. Um, and Shannon on 8. James W. It is tight. I'm pleased that the new format is kind of doing as we hoped it would this year. Either that or James is just holding back still. Maybe. Like, doing as we hoped L- like we late season it surge. Do. I wanted it to kind of keep, keep we wanted it to cast competitive. Right Usually you're so far ahead that like we could declare you winner in July. Like <laughs> it's keeping it a bit more exciting. It's fine. Anyhow, for James game one. number one. I'm sure James's fans at home are pretty upset about it, but <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thank you again, random game generator for supplying the games today. The game is a role-playing open world video game. The player is free to move around at will until they enter into combat. Combat gives them a number of action points to move, fire, check their equipment, reload, and the like. Combat and completion of jobs or quests reward the player with experience points Shannon. with which they... Shannon? Fire Emblem. Not Fire Emblem. I'm Brody. sorry to say. Brody. Wasteland 3? Not Wasteland 3. Uh, on, with experience start. points with which they can level up their characters and apply beneficial perks to become more suited to the dangerous post-apocalyptic world. Set in two thousand two, wait no, twenty two forty one. <laughs> That's the year twenty two forty one. I don't know. I've never had to read a date like that before. Set Maybe in twenty two forty one. The, the new paragraph. Okay. The primitive town of Arroyo suffers the worst drought on record. Faced with a calamity, the village elder asks the direct descendant of the vault dweller referred to as the chosen Brody. one, Brody. Is it? Fallout <laughs> Tactics. It is not Fallout Tactics, I'm Fuck. sorry to say. Shannon. Um, Shannon. <laughs> yeah. Fallout Wastelands. Afraid not, That's, no. Is that a game? Uh, <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> the village elder asked the direct descendant of the vault oh. dweller referred to as the chosen one to perform the quest of retrieving a Garden of Eden back. creation kit geck for Arroyo. Uh, that's the end of the paragraph. Shannon. Yep. Fallout. No. Brody. Brody. <laughs> Fallout New Vegas. <laughs> no. Oh, the game was a 1998 role-playing game developed by Black Isle Studios and published by Interplay Productions. Oh, that's, that's all Shannon, I've written. Shannon, you're back. I'm yeah. Fallout 2. 
It is Fallout 2. Thank you, Shannon. <laughs> what a fucking I think rock. James was just enjoying sitting back and watch the chaos unfold. He's lost his way, I fear. <laughs> All right, game number two. The game is an action-adventure game with hack and, sl- hack and slash elements. It is a third-person single-player video game viewed from a fixed camera perspective. The player controls the series protagonist in combo-based combat, platforming, and puzzle game elements, and battles foes who primarily stem from Greek mythology, Brody. including Brody. I don't know if you said anything about it being a fucking sequel, so I don't know. Um, God of War. It is not God of War. James. Fuck! No. James. Is it God of War 2? It is God of War 2. Ah! Well done, James. <laughs> ah. That bumps James up onto 13 points for me. Uh, all right. Shannon, you need this to stay in. Gameplay is non-linear and focuses on hack and slash combat, stealth, and exploration. The combat system is more complex than that of its predecessor with the ability to disarm opponents using counterattacks while unarmed. If the player steals an enemy's weapon, it is possible to follow up with an attack that instantly kills the enemy. Leonardo provides the player with specialized weaponry, such as jewel hidden... James. Is it Assassin's Creed 2? It is Assassin's Creed 2. Well done, James. He's back. Mm, Not a theme. He's back. He's equal, Brody. Two. It felt like the theme was sequels. Do you know what? That is not a theme. That's just what the generator spat out. Who would have thought? The generator knows what it wants. All twos. Um. Speaking of twos, if you just add one, you can see our Golem review on the split side. (laughs) (laughs) I thought James was going to say, speaking of twos, I got to (laughs) go. Yeah, unfortunately, no, uh, no Stephen on the show to talk about his review of, of Gollum today. Best. But uh, do go check it out on the website if you <laughs> want to see what a 3 out of 10 review looks like. Um, with that, let's bring then to what was this week's episode of the Press Start Podcast. Subscribe to us on Listener or the podcast service of your choice. Follow us at PressStartAU and visit the site at PressStart.com.au. We've been joined today by James. Yes, you can find me on Twitter at James, A-T-J-A-M-Z. Also joining us today was Brody. Yep, you can follow me on most things at Brody underscore DG. And off to do a number two, it was Shannon. You can follow me at Shannon Grixty on all of the things. Ewan is going to update the graphic on screen at some point in the future, if it hasn't been already. What graphic on screen? That goes, don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. What do you mean? The one that still says Shadcake below my face oh yes i need to update your uh, twitter handle on the video version of the podcast now available on our you youtube do. channel yes you're right shannon grixie go follow <laughs> and i've been your host you and roxborough you can follow me on twitter at you and underscore roxborough thanks again for tuning in and until next time happy gaming bye, bye.